Welcome back to In a World podcast with your host, Mary Gwynn. It's a crazy time today because it's yeah. just you and me, Adam. Yeah, it's just, this is what it's come down to. Uh, it's just you and me survive the apocalypse. Yes. But never fear, uh, brave listeners. Uh, we, we got some podcasts for you. So if you are out there in, in uh, a post-apocalyptic world, we're here to deliver. Yeah. Um, not like Amazon deliver or anything, but like... No. Just... No. just... Essential idols, items only, please. <laughs> um, today, uh, there was like a mix-up and just obviously things are crazy, so we're going to roll with the punches. And it's just going to be me and Adam today. And we're discussing a film that I have never seen before, nor have I ever heard of. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of this Oh, my movie. God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. And um, between the two of us, you have watched it one and a half times, and I've watched it one time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> really got the numbers here. Yeah. Yeah. I so yeah I watched it when I was young mm-hmm. like super duper young and it's I'm gonna be honest with you it's one of those movies that fucked me up as a kid mm-hmm. a lot of this personality that you know for good or for bad I'm sure you could weigh in on that Mary uh, is was guided by uh, Event Horizon uh, something about seeing uh, little kids with their messed up uh, legs uh, women without their eyeballs mm-hmm. uh, hallucinations in space. Really made me feel like, yeah, space isn't like a place I want to go to, and I'm not, I'm not here for it. I'm not here to go to space. Before that, I wanted to be an astronaut. So, <laughs> well, let me one last clue for the listener because I haven't announced what movie we're doing. Um, oh, uh, space orgy. <laughs> that is it. That's, um, yep, and you probably yep, got yep, it yep. after that. It's Event Horizon, 1997's Event Horizon. Oh, 1997. What a what a crazy year. It was insane. Uh, when did Species comes out? Came out. Uh, I would. I believe Species is before this. Okay, because that was the movie that fucked me up. Oh, really? Yeah, that one. Which is it? Because she ate a banana without peeling the <laughs> the peels off. Because that that I can I get you on that one for sure. Uh, Species came out in 1995. Okay, okay, so it's yeah. it's definitely that type of genre is happening in the late 90s, mid yeah. to late 90s is like definitely disgusting gore, space stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of like horror slash sex space sexy sci fi. That's true. Very true. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's do the little background on the film. Um, it was directed by Paul W.S. Thompson, or Anderson, not Thompson. Why did I think of Thompson? Uh, because I'm probably thinking of P.T. Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's I could see a lot of P.T. Anderson in this, so I totally get you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of overlapping dialogue, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of uh, interesting characters that that take place in this. <laughs> so, um, P- uh, Paul W. S. Anderson um, directed the Resident Evil franchise, so he's living it up. La Vida Loca. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, he's yeah, he's, he's pulling a real Ricky Martin in this, and just he's just biting hard into this into this whole genre. <laughs> He's dancing in the rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a blood. I mean, I would... Ar- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's that scene where they're dancing in, uh, in like, straight-up blood and that blood orgy. Yeah. And I was like, is this a Ricky Martin music video? 
Very true. That's where yeah. I went mentally. <laughs> yeah. um, it's starring Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, a sexy Sam Neill. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is Sam Neill, like... Prime. You ever, like... Yeah, prime Sam Neill. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, the king of the world because of Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. I'm going to do this movie. Yeah. <laughs> an art film. <laughs> yeah, an art film. Which is, like, yeah. I mean, I I could argue that, yeah. It's an art film, but, like, with the most insane budget ever. Yeah. Speaking of budgets, it was $60 million, and it only made $26 million back. Wow. It is. Jeez. It is less than half. They didn't even make half. I mean, it's pretty wild that this this movie, as I remember it, is good. And I saw half of it. So that's a little spoiler for this week's episode. I only got a chance to watch rewatch half of this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, but it is. It's good, though. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, I didn't hate it. It's I don't. It's better than most 90s films that we've seen on, on this. Yeah, it's definitely a lot better. It felt like um, um, 2001 a little bit. Like, there was a lot of yeah. art direction that was very similar to it and almost like uh, Alien, too. Exactly. I was getting, like, pretty big Alien vibes, which is, like, this is all Alien trickery, mm-hmm. but with ghosts. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's like a, it's essentially the, like, this, the, the idea is, like, well, what if there was a haunted spaceship? Yeah. And that's what it is. I, yeah. I felt they could have leaned into that even more. Like they didn't right. do, there wasn't very much ghost shit happening. Like <laughs> what did you want? Did you want like a, like a ghostbuster situation? I wanted sheets with holes in them <laughs> walking around, no feet. It's kind of like, what are you doing over there? Cooper? And they, they pull it yeah. off and, and like blank space kind of. And a lot of yeah. ghosts. <laughs> you wanted people running in and out of uh, doorways and hallways, and like little like they're like peeking in at each other, and they get confused, and then they come in through the same doorway. Yes. And then they, the, whoever's chasing gets reversed. Yes. I, yeah, classic ghost yes, story. Yes, exactly. Well, I would say that's where, like, definitely it it falls on its own sword in that, like, we could like it explains kind of why. They're tripping out really mm-hmm. early, and I feel like that could have been more played out. Like it kind of when you explain the science behind it in the top, yeah, it kind of like it's almost like you know, like in um, in Poltergeist, if we found out like at the very beginning that it was an Indian burial ground, it's like, well, okay, like well, there it is. There's it in the movie. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'll do. Do you want to do a pitch today since it's just the two of us? Uh, yeah, well, I could do a pitch. Okay. I mean, I sound like I've secretly been wishing for this for a whole year. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, is this our year anniversary film? I think film? it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me look at the calendar. No, next next week would be. Um, we didn't even say that last week. We've been doing this for a year. Yeah, we've been doing this for a year. Yeah. Wow. It's definitely, it's. Um, cause it, we came out April 1st. So last week was supposed to be our one year anniversary. Yeah. 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 We didn't even mention it. Like, yeah. look at that. We're just, a, we're just like an old married couple. <laughs> we're just used to it now. We're just constantly arguing with each other and we live in separate houses. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> we definitely don't hang out anymore. Yeah, no. but that's because the government says we can't. Yeah, no. Um, so 
the pitch that I have, I'll go first. You probably formulated. Um, my pitch is that um, Sam Neill's character, Billy, uh, I forgot his last name. But um, I just wrote down Billy because it's so silly that his name is Billy. <laughs> it's uh, William, well, it's on the, on the IMDb says Dr. William Weir. Oh, okay, a Weir. So, oh, yeah, so that, that's right. Billy, Billy Weir, which is like, oh, one letter short than Weir. Yeah. Good job, writer. <laughs> so uh, Sam Neill's character uh, is an interdimensional demon that has uh, brought the uh, Lewis and Clark a crew to be sacrificed to a god that is intergalactic and like yeah. one by one they're just getting picked off. I think that was miss that was yeah. what was missing cuz like it didn't start until like m- like after the middle the uh ha- second half of the film that like people were starting right. to get picked off. Yeah, I think yeah, I totally get like it needs there needs to be a human evil part of it, yeah. I think. And, uh Billy uh, kind of did that a little bit, especially mm-hmm. towards the end. Obviously, I I do remember that part of of the story. But yeah, I totally get it. Like we needed somebody to kind of be driving that a little bit more. Yeah, because if they they wanted to do, because it's already been done that a ship is evil. That's two thousand one Space Odyssey or uh, right. Yes, and it's already it's that's the classic. That's the go to movie when you talk about the space horror. So why yeah. not change it? and have like a person that's evil right yeah yeah i i i totally get i I mean i i feel like that's ultimately what this movie truly is Mm -hmm. missing is like somebody's on like that from the get we kind of feel like somebody's on the ship side and not the human side yeah um yeah yeah so your pitch Uh, should we do drum roll i know i'm like very i'm very nervous i wasn't you know i'm uh you know it's not like i Try to sneak in a, my own pitch every every <laughs> single episode or anything. Uh, I wanted more like ghostly things, kind of like what we were talking about mm-hmm. before. Like I wanted, and I kind of already said this. Like I feel like if they didn't explain so much of it at top, and it's just like because the great thing about Alien is just like we don't get a lot of the world so much. Like this movie has an insanely long intro. It's so long yeah. for so. It's like 10 minutes. It's like, all right, well, this is classic inner world movie. Like it's, it's just explains. It's like barely, it's just a long credit scene for no reason. And, uh, I feel like if they had like, oh, we're, oh, there's a random distress signal. And if Sam Neill was more like on the level of like, I'm tricking this other, this other sh- ship to go contact this ship that I wanted to be there all along. Mm-hmm. And then that would also pri- provide for like, oh, this is, this is the guy that's kind of against, he doesn't really care about this shipmates. He cares about his baby, which is the black hole like generator that he made. Yeah. I feel like and then the rest is like we don't but then we don't really figure out why there is hallucinations until we realize there's a black hole generator. Like it's like in the first 15 minutes we're like, "Oh yeah, we're going to see some trippy ass shit because of this insanely evil looking spiky ball mm-hmm. in the middle of the ship." Like we're definitely gonna figure that out. And you know? not only that, but like the spiky ball looks like so like ancient. It doesn't look yes. technological at all. It just looks like something that you can find in like an Aztec tomb or something. <laughs> it very much looked like the scene and, and I was like, Oh, Prometheus stole yeah. this. Like it looked it looked like the inside of the ship in Prometheus. Yeah. Uh, which is another like it's aliens knockoff, essentially. It's just aliens. But it was isn't that uh, still 
um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ridley Scott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's still him. Well, I mean, it's like it's he just redid Alien essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. So, what was your pitch? I forgot. Okay, so I wanted uh, less. I wanted more secrecy of what the hallucinations were up top. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely that makes more sense. And I think they were trying to humanize a lot of the characters, like uh, Peters being one of them. And we'll we'll get into it. Um, let's we'll, let's, let's dive just do in. it. Yeah, let's yeah, dive let's in. Do it. Okay, so we get that ten minute intro with intense opening music. That music was like I was like this is hardcore as fuck. Yeah. Like, I was, it's a it was like wow I am like it's so much excitement just to watch text on screen. <laughs> <laughs> because we find out that it started from 2015, so five years ago. Yeah. And then it and there's like a I didn't write down what uh, 2032 was, but right. 2040. Um, Oh, I think 2032 is when um, the Event Horizon was invented. So Event Horizon right. is this really amazing ship. Like it's it um, has this state of the art like uh, device on it that can make it go faster than light. But yeah, so uh, that's kind of like why it's important. And I felt like that could have been played into where obviously uh, the government wants it back because it has state of the art device on it and like there was a lot of stuff where like current day we know so much more than what they did they knew in the 90s like we know now that the government when things like planes and stuff like lands in um during war like um when they killed osama bin laden they had to destroy the shit the plane that they flew in so and they burn it to the ground because they don't want any of their enemies to have it so like that would have been cool to see in that film that pe- this government wants to destroy it because they don't want their enemies to have it. Like, there's a race against time almost. Yeah, it would have been great if, like, somehow it fell into, like, alien hands. Yeah. And that's that's the movie is they have to destroy the ship before the aliens get yeah. it or something. They just yeah. know that they're supposed to be there. Anyways, yeah. uh, so 2040, Event Horizon disappears. Present day, 2047. Shout out to the future that we don't even know if it's going to exist during this time. <laughs> this present uh, timeline. Yeah. Um, they get it. So we land on, after like the, that 10 minute sequence, we land on a, inside of a spaceship. There's generic stuff floating around. <laughs> Just yeah. generic like stuff. Yeah. And then we, it turns out. A bunch of Lysol wipes, uh, toilet paper. Yes, wrench. Stuff that just, yeah, stuff that seems uh, gratuitous now. Yeah. (laughs) They're just bragging that they had that all that in the 90s. (laughs) And it turns out it's a dream dreamt up by Billy Weir. um, And he has like this shrine to his wife and he just says, I miss you to the shrine. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to kind of jump to. When he lands onto, uh, he gets onto this one search and rescue ship called the Lewis and Clark, um, which is captained by uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who's, um, I like, he had like so many different names in this. It's either Skipper, Miller, or something else. <laughs> it's it's Captain Miller, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, he's like the captain to this ragtag group of people who each person has a 
very distinct personality, which is very yes. 90s. Yeah. Well, it's very aliens. Like every single person is its own archetype, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Which is great. But it's own it's a, that's it's not even aliens, it's just like horror film. Mm -hmm. Cause like it's like there's the cheerleader, there's the jock, there's the nerd, there's, you know, the shy one, and there's the one that's gonna survive. Yeah. And then there's like the the crazy one that pretty much summoned the devil. Like, you know, yeah. What I mean? oh, yeah. And that's that's this, yeah. you know. Um the poindexter that like becomes evil at the end. That's like an yes. archetype for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um during this time we find out that Peter's um, one of two female uh, characters in this film, which is very forward thinking, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. She, female astronauts. Yeah. Uh, she like was trying to um, switch shifts for Christmas, but uh, so that she can hang out with her uh, son. And um, but she couldn't do it. And so this is kind of like a C storyline, if you will. Oop. For her well, character. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I I just feel like Lawrence Fishburne is such a good actor, but they gave him nothing in this film. Yeah. Yeah. There's a part where in this film, I'm just like, oh, right. Yeah. This is why Lawrence Fishburne is amazing. Yeah. And, and yeah. And then it's just like, uh, I mean, he, he he's pretty much the quarterback of, of this whole thing. Yeah. This drives it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure um, Sam Neill's, like, phoning it in for sure. Because he, he does not react at all. Like, he just sees shit in his dreams. Because at one point, they have to go into stasis to get... Cause, um, so they get a distract signal, the Lewis and Clark. And there's, um, they have to take a, a weir with them, and they don't know who he is. Like, they are very guarded. Um, because... The distress signal is coming from the long lost event horizon. Right. And they get, they play that distress signal, which is the scariest thing. I was like, oh my God. Why didn't anybody say, let's not go? It was, it's like, as a sound person, that, that whole sound is like the same sound you would make, like uh, the worst audio noise ever, yeah. like malfunction ever. Like to me, I'd be like, well, no, we, that's, we should just blow it up. Do we have missiles on this yeah. ship? We should just do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they hear screaming and somebody saying... Um, oh, it's the best. Do you have it? Uh, do you have the actual uh, Latin line? Yeah, yeah. Liberate yeah. me. <laughs> Which is like... I can pretty much guarantee I, I know what that yeah. is. And I'm... <laughs> like, which, which stands for what? Mary? Save me. Okay. <laughs> Are you tell I love it too because that that sequence was such bullshit because it goes like uh it's just like plays this distress distress sig signal or it was like the last log or something like mm -hmm. that in the in it and it's just like the worst sound ever mm -hmm. just like rah, 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 like just the terrible scrambling sound and he turns it off and they're like oh my god that was terrible but then uh what is it one of the people goes like hold on but did you hear this and then we re-listen to it again and then this time which we did not hear on the first time. No. We hear the la uh, human voice on top of it. Yes. So <laughs> that means the sound editor or the director told the sound editor to be like, all I want for the first one, I don't even want to hear the human voice. I don't want to be distracted yeah, yeah. by that. I just want to hear a bunch of crazy ass shit. Yeah. Second time, throw that voice in there. <laughs> what was weird was that it could have just been save me. Why add the Latin <laughs> part? There was like no Latin that like 
Well, well yeah. maybe like they were doing like some demon like ritual with Latin. Yeah, I could see that, but they didn't do any of that. Oh well, if you catch it, and I've this because maybe I've seen this multiple times now. The the captain mm-hmm. speaks Latin, and no, the it log, wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, the captain of the of uh, Event Horizon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He speaks Latin. He like even he like they really shoehorn it in mm-hmm. that like. He says something about like, you know, so long. And then he says something in Latin as like, adios. You know, like yeah. he just says like something very much in Latin that just like didn't seem. It's almost like his um, like to infinity and beyond. Yeah. Like it was like his catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, like no one sat there and questioned like, what's the point of this? Like there, it sounds like they were murdered and like what is there was like no they need to investigate there could have been some sort of because we kind of get that billy's kind of going insane because he gets all these dreams and he doesn't react to any of these like horror scenes yes um because like when they go into stasis they wake up afterwards and he's like in the dream he has like he sees his wife who we presume is dead and her eyes are gouged out and he does it. He does a straight face. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the thing is with Sam Neill is he's great, but have we ever seen him like dynamically act before? Like even Jurassic Park, like he's pretty much just like looking at everything, mm-hmm. like whoa, this is cool. Like very straight face, but never, never like. Well, even when he sees the gigantic dinosaur for the first time, yeah. he's mostly he all his biggest reaction in that is that he takes off his hat. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> That's At least true. he didn't have a hat to take off. So, you know, he could have been... <laughs> he could have been he could dreaming. Have just been very terrified. He could yeah. have dreamed that he had a hat on. Yeah. <laughs> and take it off in, in yeah. fear. Um, so, they... Uh, he, Billy explains as to why they have to go. And it's because um, on the ship, there's an invention that he created, uh, which was a por- like a, um, a core that creates a, a portal in which a ship can jump from point A to point B in literally no time. It's literally right. the uh, the theory that if you fold space, you can um, you can surpass time. You can go faster right. than light. Right, which is just a wormhole theory, yeah. which is what Star Trek is. Yeah. It's like, for all you Star Trek nerds out there, this one goes for you. That's <laughs> essentially what this is. Um, so they, uh, they reach the um her event horizon through a space storm <laughs> there was a yeah. lot of space shit that was bullshit in this movie i i honestly wonder if this was based off of like some sort of um like it's like very much like a like a boat story like a haunted boat yeah. story type of thing yeah maybe based on like an old tale on, yeah. on a ship or something when they find like a treasure like yeah, ship. yeah 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 um so like they land on it, they um, only three people are allowed to go onto the ship to search for a search and rescue, and we find out that Billy is insane because he's like, "I have to get on the ship, I have to." Yeah. Um. So they they do like this long thing where they're searching around and like split up, and there's like so much room for horror right there. You know, for each, because each yeah. one is, like, kind of by themselves. This is classic horror right here. Yeah. Um, and one of them, she 
like literally a cor frozen corpse runs into her. It's Peter's. And I was like, oh, so that's it? That's yeah. that's the height of horror? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm can I, I think I kind of want to change my pitch a little okay, bit. Okay. If I can just adjust it a little okay. bit. Because I feel like, it. because, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. You know, uh, I feel like it would have been really, really great. And obviously this is like s super duper later spoilers. Mm -hmm. But if we found out that the ghost was haunted by themselves, like if they, because this whole thing deals with time and actually, because that's a whole part of it is actually, it jumps through time and stuff. So if, if somehow we found out like almost like in the others that their goat, they were their own ghosts mm -hmm. or something like that, like that would have been so fucking cool. Like that would have made this movie, the reveal of this so much better if we like, oh, we've been dead this whole time or something. You yeah. Know, like, actually, it's the year 3000 and this is the ship. You know, it's something like they had died in that storm and then they all woken up like a thousand years later and they're the one ha they're the one haunting somebody. Yeah. You know, and they like, keep on, that would have been really cool. They keep on seeing these aliens, but it's actually humans that progress in evolution or something. Exactly. Like like uh like an interstellar, like where it's like it turns out he was the one that was reaching out in the beginning. Uh, like if they if they did some cool like interstellar stuff, mm -hmm. just to like really dive into the sci-fi because so much of it is either like, okay, we're doing trying to do a scary haunted ship thing or and we're also trying to do like an action adventure like aliens mm -hmm. movie. Not alien, but aliens. Oh yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I mean I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Yeah. So at one point, Justin gets pulled into the portal, which is all liquid, baby, because uh, the core <laughs> just turns on by itself. Right. Yeah. Um, and there was like, there. I just, uh, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Are they getting pulled into a portal? Is there like some sort of like already the um, the ship has already been inside? Is taking them into the portal or something? Like, right. no, like he gets rescued out by Coop or by somebody else. I can't remember. Um, and probably Lord, probably Lauren Fishburne. Like that, that guy did so much. Yeah, work he, this. He, he put this movie on his back. Like, he yeah. really Literally, did. He, he really does carry somebody in, in yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I think I can't remember what it, I wrote it down somewhere. It's lost in my notes. But at one point, the Lewis and Clark like blows up, right? And yeah, and they are everyone on the crew has to go aboard the um, Event Horizon, even though they only have twenty hours of air on the Event Horizon. And in that time, they have to fix the um, Lewis and Clark. Yeah, it's around this time. It's like you know, individuals. Scooby like scares yeah. that are happening that distracts everybody and then the ship kind of like blows yeah. up. Yeah, and um, Justin is like completely in shock. Like he's his nickname is Baby Bear, which is <laughs> very endearing. There's a lot of endearing what, moments. What does he call his mom like regularly? Mama Bear. Yeah, um, and <laughs> it's just so so. It's I can imagine like these people have to be close and create a family. Of some sort, because they're in space. Because it takes them fifty six days to get from where Earth, I think, to Neptune, right? right? Yeah, 
I, I love the idea too. Is like these people are probably all scientists. Yeah. And the fact that you got your mom calling you Mama Bear, you probably have like three pH. That dude uh, probably has like three PhDs, and he's calling his mom Mama Bear. Yeah. And then his mom in front of everybody else Wait, is calling him mom? Baby Bear. She said he says he says uh, Mama Bear right before in the airlock. Yeah, but that's not his mom. Oh, well, then why is he calling her Mama Bear? That's even that's weirder. That's what I was trying to say, that they created this weird family dynamic between everybody. Because oh, everyone calls that him is, Baby Bear. That is, oh, wow. That is, so does he call everybody else, like, Daddy Bears and I Brother guess, Bears and I stuff? guess, <laughs> probably. Jesus Christ. That's the Jesus. backstory um, he was no, given. Clearly, nobody on, nobody on that ship had a psychology degree. Because <laughs> there's an engineer... There's a, what was Cooper? What was he? Cooper was, uh, I think he was just kind of an engineer too. Cause he went on the, he was the one that he needed outside to fix the ship and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Stark, who was the le- lieutenant, female lieutenant. Um, yeah. And then. Who looks a lot like, she looks a lot like uh, Laura Dern. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, we have the doctor who's. Yeah. No bullshit, doesn't believe in anything. And but then once something happens, he believes in everything. Yeah. Well classic it's this is uh you know, Jason Isaac's third inner world film. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, that we've done of his. He's just he just made some bad choices. <laughs> I think <laughs> Harry Potter was kind of his only good yeah. choice he's done. <laughs> Maybe he did a lot of like broad or like stage plays and stuff, so that's yes. probably why. Yeah. He's uh-huh. okay. He's okay to do yeah. these art films if you will it's when i saw him on on this film i was like man he has been acting forever yeah like i like i was barely aware of him in in the in the 90s at all I, but he's in this huge film yeah all a lot of big budgets that didn't do well yeah um yeah. i'm reminded of pan which we've done a couple weeks yes. uh, a couple months ago go back and yes, listen yes. to that yeah. um so <laughs> At one point, Justin wakes up, and throughout this whole time, like, uh, all the other uh, crew members are having, like, um, hallucinations, seeing their worst fears. One of them, um, Captain Captain Miller, Miller, uh, he he sees his dead comrade who's on fire, and it turns out that it was because he didn't save him from, like, a a past incident, and he... He ran away. And so that's why he's motivated that he needs to save all his uh, crew members. Mm-hmm. And then um, Peters, uh, with the, the son who's trying to switch her, um, her schedule around, she sees her son everywhere, including at one point he has like a welts all over his leg. I, I don't know. It seemed like it was like, like a flesh-eating disease or yeah. something. It was so nasty. Like I was like, wait. Is this real? Like, what kind of fear is this? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, um, like, shit starts happening in the ship, including Justin waking up and, like, locking himself in the airlock and about to shoot himself out into space. And at one point, like, because he turns it on and there's this alarm that goes off and everybody's trying to scrambling to get him out, but it's locked because he, he turned it on. And then he wakes up and he asks for Mama Bear. He's like, let me out, Mama Bear. Uh, um, and this part fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. This was 
terrifying. So the airlock starts opening, and he like um, all at the same time, uh, Miller's like flying back through space because at the time he was trying to fix the ship. Right. Um, and he flies back, and as soon like he's it's to the point where uh, Justin starts bleeding from his eyes, and he's closing his eyes, and he's um, and then he gets shot. Sucked out into space, screaming. By the way, and Miller flies and grabs him, puts him back. I was like, he would have frozen to death. He would have frozen the second there was a crack inside that the airlock. Yeah, he would have been just frozen and dead. Yeah. The, so this is like one of the inconsistencies, one of many inconsistencies yeah. <laughs> that yeah. we uh, encounter in the in this movie. Um, and so. All the while, there's like, um, I think one of the crew members has to search through the logs to see what happened to the crew and stuff because there's no bodies. There's nothing. Right. Um, and only one body that was frozen. The one body. <laughs> um, yeah. And they find the um, this uh, video of their last um, transmission, and it's a full-on orgy, a bloody... <laughs> Eyes gouged out orgy. It's a, it's a sex orgy. It's a sex death orgy. It's yeah. a like a murder orgy. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's screaming. And at one point, um, the doctor who was the one that translated liver me, he says, I I mispronounce it says liberte to me. <laughs> Which means save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was like, he was like, I missed the last part. He says, ex infernus. Which means. Which, mm, I don't know. Big guesses here. Yeah. You, it's like, it's, this can't be Latin. Yeah, <laughs> like, this, is, this is pig's Latin at best. Yeah. And the, and so it literally translates from liberté to teme. Ex infernate, Furus, it, it literally says, save yourself from hell. Which, whatever. Okay, yeah, fine. We get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Um, so the whole time Billy's like having a um, nervous breakdown because he keeps on seeing his wife with her gouge out eyes and we find out that she killed herself. And in like, it's, it's a really graphic scene and I had to like yes. cover part of my... Uh, part of my screen because I don't really like that sort of stuff. So there's a warning for you. In, uh, I should yeah. have warned at the top that there is this, a graphic scene in this movie. This That's what kind of messed me up as a kid is like, this is a very graphic film. Mm -hmm. um, I found out too, this was the, the creator, like I guess the art director or somebody involved with it, uh, with, um, uh, oh shoot, what was it called? It's, uh, oh boy, oh, just dropped it. Damn it. It's a very scary... Hellraiser, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as someone involved in, in Hellraiser consulted on this film because of the, the production, like, essentially was heavily involved in it. And Hellraiser is so fucking graphic. Like, it's truly... Like, every, it's pretty much the same idea. as like nightmares. You see all your worst, like, things and, and come into reality and it's very graphic. Yeah. So it, it really fucked me up as a kid. Yeah, I can understand that. But yeah, at this point, Billy's lost it. He needs, he's like calling the ship his home. 
and like he doesn't want anybody to leave because the ship he doesn't really explain why the crew members needed to stay at any point like it could have been just him like wanting there there could have been a reason for him to want the crew to stay like again a sacrificial lamb or something this is totally it's like oh i guess the black hole thrives off of your dark personality or something yeah like or something like like i need to in order to feed my child that is this thing uh i need to like have your souls to like feed it or whatever something like crazy it it totally would have played into that yeah the, um cuz it so at one point as they're trying to leave they're almost done with the um uh the Lewis and Clark and i was like no everybody sees that billy is crazy like why didn't they just tie him down like all those flight attendants on planes whenever there's an insane <laughs> person they tie strap them down yeah. well federal uh, regulations were very lax before 9/11 yeah that's true <laughs> Um, so they, they, um, they ignore him, actually, mostly. One person, Peters dies because she sees her son, like, running around in the, uh, core room, and she chases after him, and she falls to her death. And, um, and bleeds out into this liquid that's right underneath the portal, which is very interesting. It could have been a cool thing, but they, again, they didn't lean into it. Like it needed its everybody's blood. Yeah. That's why there was like a like a blood orgy yeah. in, in the first one. Yeah. yeah. Um and then um Billy at one point out of his mind takes one of the explosives. Cause so the event horizon is built in a way where there's this long, like um hangar like area between the core and the front of oh, the front of the ship. And they have explosives in it. Because they, if anything goes awry, the front of the ship could just, like, break off and, like, be used as a lifeboat. And so he takes one of these explosives and puts it in the uh, Lewis and Clark ship just as they're finished, like, fixing it up. Right. And one of the guy, the engineers, after he finds it, he only has a few seconds left and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's it he doesn't try yeah. like of course like he wouldn't be able to run out of the place because it's space right. outside yeah um and then one of the engineers cooper who's like kind of like this sex maniac who's constantly harassing his like co-workers <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely before our time yeah yeah, um, yeah he was strapped outside of uh the Lewis and Clark and it just blows him away on debris. And he's like, what am right. I gonna do? What am I gonna do? It was pretty funny, like what they yeah. did. They he literally like turns on this um all the air pressurized air and then bl- blows himself back to the ship. A la um Matt Damon in the Martian. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Martian, Interstellar, all that stuff. Yes. Uh, basically yeah. owes Event Horizon for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they uh, Miller presumes that everyone is dead. Um, because at one point, oh, yeah, Billy, like, strings up. Oh, oh, after uh, Peter dies, Billy gouges his eyes out. out right. Outside That's of the right. portal. And he goes after the doctor, stri- like, chokes him out, strings his body up into, like, kind of like a, a butterfly. Right. Like, oh, 
fuck, this was so messed up. Yeah, it's it reminded me of Midsummer. <laughs> you know that scene? <laughs> yeah. In the oh yeah, yeah. Coop? When they walk in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much. Oh wow, man. See, I'm telling you, this was an influential. This was a sleeper of a film. Yeah. Um, and then so the only people who are who have survived so far is Captain Miller, Lieutenant Stark, and Cooper, the sex maniac. <laughs> And Justin too, because he they they save right. him and they put him they in stas- him. stasis, right? Um, and so Billy is there wreaking havoc, eyeless, <laughs> and like just terrorizing these other crew members. What, yeah, it just doesn't make sense, you know. Like he, it doesn't make sense for him to be able to see and have all this knowledge without like somehow the ship being like sentient and having like like some godlike quality, you know, like it needed, that's what the ship needed. It needed a personality, you know, like if, if, if Sam Neill was on the ship the whole time and they just discovered him as like this crazy person that was there, totally makes way more sense now. But now that he's like walking around, killing people without eyes, it's like, all right, he has to be guided by some sort of like evil being, right? Like he can't just be a crazy Sam Neill. Yeah, he's definitely like, we don't see his transformation to this like demon right. that um that has a connection to the ship because there we don't see it like right because we think he's the main character because he's yeah at the front of the film um no one's the main character in this film because no one has an arc <laughs> no one literally has an event horizon yeah oh god <laughs> you know the acronym for event horizon is eh. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> it's basically my attitude towards this film. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that you know, this movie was called um, uh, was actually going to be called uh, like a morning event horizon. So it would have been uh, meh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. There is morning in space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Um. So, at the very end, um, towards the climax. Stark and um and Cooper get stranded into the front or get pushed into the front of sh- of the ship and Miller decides to sacrifice himself and by detonating the uh remaining um detonation the like bombs in the ship that would separate the front and the back from it and then right. so they can use it as a lifeboat. Mm-hmm. And he is then confronted by uh the survive cuz before this, Billy gets shot into space, and he's screaming and stuff, and then he comes back, and uh, Miller's like, you're dead. He's like, no, the ship needed me, so he came back? Yeah, so, yeah. And he, I mean, yeah, it's very black hell- holes are magic. It's very, um, it's very Hellraiser, too, because his yeah. body's all um, diet. Like diamond shapes are scratched into his skin too, because he's right. like walking around, yeah, yeah like yeah. naked. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're we're into that <laughs> again. Sam, Sam, naked Sam Neil, Sam Neil, height of his career and body. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's like sixty right now in this film. It's crazy. Is he sixty in this film? I, I guarantee he's no younger than 45. No way. Okay, so Miller and Billy have a showdown. 
Miller obviously prevails because he's the hero of the film. He detonates uh, the ship, the front before, uh, and also the front is like filled with blood. I thought there was gonna be some sort of like um, some sort of uh, like I don't know some sort of reason for the blood. Yeah, if we had found out that secretly uh, Sam Neil all knew all along that the portal was actually the it's the only way it can be powered is by human blood. Uh, it would make sense at this point. Yeah. And actually would tie a lot more things together yeah. because it's like, all right, yeah, it makes sense. Everybody needed to die in order to get back home. Yeah. And yeah. Like he specifically need, like decided that it was he needed to take the ship back and the only way he could do it was by blood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, after the whole thing, 72 days later, there's a search and rescue crew boarding what was left of Event Horizon. And there's three survivors, Stark, Cooper, and Justin. Stark has a dream of Billy and wakes up screaming because she thinks that Billy is there to open her and uh, her stasis spot and like there to attack. And then it ends with funky shit playing. (laughs) Did you see that? No, 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 I didn't see that. Because I had the captions on and it said funky shit. (laughs) Oh, please put that on the Instagram. Yes. Please. Um, Anyways, we have come to the close of this film. Oh, wow. That was fun. That was very fun. Did you relive a lot of your childhood? Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I'm I'm very shook right now. (laughs) (laughs) That That you were able to like survive this. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad you were able to coach me through that last half. I don't know if I could have had yeah. it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I botched, like, most of it, but who cares? Like, it, we got the gist of it. We got, you guys get it. Yeah. We're doing you a favor by telling you this story. <laughs> but you don't have to, jeez. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. Hero World Podcast. He's right. Now, this, this is real. I felt, I felt heat. This is not something that's in our heads. Smitty, have you seen anything unusual at all? No, I haven't seen anything, and I don't need to see anything, sir, but I can tell you. This shit is fucked. Oh, I didn't even mention my... Oh, my God. It was so dumb when one of the engineers was, like, challenging, was attacking the doctor. Uh And then, then out of nowhere, the... Oh, no, it was attacking... Billy, uh-huh. and then out of nowhere, the doctor comes up behind the engineer and like puts a scalpel oh, to his yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, whoa, dude! Like that's not how you disarm the situation. You hide the situation yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so then the doctor like lets him go. And instead of the engineer being mad at the doctor who just held a fucking knife at his neck, just goes back and attack to, to attack Billy, which is like, where does that track? How does it track at all? And we're back from the break. If you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Adam's favorite scene. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> he was it just was like wild. regaling me. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was guys, I mean, we skipped a lot, but go back and watch that one. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. Yeah, that was a crazy scene. Um anyways, at this point, you know this. We do our trailers. I do. I um, do the trailers. And I'm allowing you to do a trailer. Awesome. Yes. As our uh one day and one week anniversary. 
Yeah, this is my gift. <laughs> this is my gift to you. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I heard it's uh, five years is wood, uh, ten years is silver. Uh, one year and one week is uh, a trailer. That's yes, what you get. yes. You get a trailer. A uh, part yeah. of a a small time podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Adam, you can go first. Okay. Awesome. Cool. <clears throat> In a world that's outside of our world, we're in space. We see a planet stricken by just all the toxicity, and we have discovered that there is one true hope for humanity, the event horizon. This brave crew that has tried to find a new place for human life, they have been chosen to find it with a human, with a secret human technology, a wormhole device. But as they go through their journey, they have discovered that, oh no, this ship is haunted and hijinks ensue. We're talking going in between doorways, people chasing other people, there sheets, cut out eyes, floating uh, people, children, uh, realistic uh, depictions of airlock and lack of oxygen and temperatures in space. People are dying, all to be discovered that they were actually haunted by themselves. Event Horizon. <laughs> that, the dumb, oh, so dramatic. <laughs> it's all about those pauses. Oh, okay. I'll do my trailer now. Please. In a world where there's a demon afoot, not just any demon, not brimstone, not sulfur type of demon. Not your grandma's demon. It's an interdimensional demon. It's out there that needs blood. It assumes the most boring character and least suspecting. A doctor who's a nerd. He needs his ship back. And it's powered by blood, baby, and he's, he has plenty of it. Thanks to the Lewis and Clark search and rescue crew. They're going to get sacrificed in the most bloody and disgusting ways, one by one, guaranteed in this film. Event Horizon. Nice. Nice. (laughs) I like it. <laughs> you definitely looked down at your notes to remember the name of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One year in, and you're still just fucking hating on nerds. Yeah. Just hating on those fucking nerds. I'm constantly pounding and swirling on nerds. <laughs> um, we have come to the close. Um, so you can follow us. Everything is on our website. Follow Adam at anywhere. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Adam or Mac <laughs> yes. on all the places. Um, you can follow me at Mary HB Win on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Right now is a crazy time. Really, really crazy. Um, and But we need to be proactive. Um, and before this, we were talking about voting. Not so much right now because it's kind of crazy and like you should be staying home, doing your part and staying home. 
Um, I don't know. How do we toe this well, line? Well, I would say, I mean, the primaries are still happening. Yeah. They're still doing them. Uh, so go ahead and vote. Vote your, you know, if you're not happy with the situation, how, uh, if you're not happy about any of it, you know, make it count. Make yeah. your vote count. And, uh, you know, if you already have voted in your primaries so far, um, you know, write your congressman, write your representative, speak about, like, make it known that if you're ha not happy about the situation, make it known, you know, and yeah. make, yeah, make it worth it. And not only that, but, um, like, my friend who, um, uh, like, one of my uh, good friends, his, his fiance is working frontline right now, and, um, Nurses, all these medical uh, professionals do not have enough uh, thing gear to protect themselves. And so let's try to figure out how to do this. Um, contact your local um, hospitals. See if you can scrounge up some um, medical-grade um, uh, protective gear for them. Um, uh, like one of the ways that he and uh, my friend is uh, dealing with it is uh, using his 3D printer to print out... Um, face shields for her hospital. And a lot of these hospitals um, are taking in donations um, of this sort because, look, they need to protect themselves. They're the first line. We need them for sure. It's very cool what he's doing. Yeah. So please, um, if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, like I'm posting about it, I'm, he's taking donations because it costs a about a dollar to make one of these shields and it, it would really help a lot. Even if it's a dollar, um, he'll take it. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, sounds good. Sounds good. Next week we'll come back with another episode, hopefully with a guest. <laughs> yeah. Do we know what our next week's episode is going to be? I think it is. It's going to be the view from the top. A, Nice. Uh, the op the quite the opposite of this film. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anyways, that is it. Have a good night. In a world. In a world podcast.